This is what we're doing. No. Okay, so this is my podcast. We're doing a podcast. We are doing a podcast, yes. Do you know what mine's called? No. Quarantine and biscuits. Can you say that? Quarantine and biscuits. Oh, uh, so what do you what do you mean by reverse? So do you mean the top half of you? Oh, they're and... both horrid. <laughs> You know what? I'm going to go for the clan. Just because you're talking about it, everyone's going to think you're a psychopath, aren't they? No one will believe Ooh. you. Um, I think that's kind, both... of hot, that's kind of hot, the second one, so I'll go with that. <laughs> These are both quite negative things. The other one's been quite, quite yeah. nice. Uh, Cheers, Dan. See, I am the worst. I think I'm the world's worst liar. I find it really <laughs> hard to lie, so that would be quite useful. Wow. Specifics yeah. of a broadsword as well. Um, <laughs> so it's a chicken in a car. Oh my gosh. Yep. Oh no. Um, oh my gosh. Wait, say it again. Oh. <laughs> there you go. That's a tough one. <laughs> Think, what is it? Fingers as long as my legs? Yep. Or legs as long as my fingers? Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I thought that was quite funny. Okay, oh, that's related to me now. Yeah. Well, they're not going to get that, no. <laughs> so you... Inside joke. <laughs> uh, oh no. I mean, I love these. I, I really want to know where you find all of these. Um... Uh, the darkest places of the internet. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> so when you say pause right is that yeah. mean like pausing everything around yeah you? like the moment oh my god um that's a that's <laughs> that's a very weird i don't know what imagine what it looks so like what... oh yeah i can't think of anything worse than vinegar Oh, that's a really tricky question. I know. I know, that's why I picked it. So, no, no, everything that I know now at age mm-hmm. five, or no, everything about my future self, I think I would... Oh. Oh, goodness me. Um, <laughs> do you know what? I think I'm going to have to go for the clown shoes. Oh. There you go. Uh, well, surely they're both one and the same thing right oh no because the mysteries is, it, it, would mysteries be like do i get to know future mysteries um as a as a devout vegan i would rather fight a hundred duck-sized horses because the kicking power of a, a small horse would be weak so they would do no damage <laughs> also they have good like a giant, like a regular size horse, shrunk down to like duck size, perfect yeah. neck snapping. Just get them, 
get them. You just like get get the combo up as you're going neck to neck. Oh. Oh, that's not yeah. a nice question. It's horrible, isn't it? I thought about this when I saw it. I was like, damn. I've got to say, cold food. Oh. <laughs> Give me such a. Oh, I don't really know. So an old man. You have to do one or the other. Sweaty armpit. Yeah, you have to lick it, and not just like a little dab. Like you have to get your tongue. Put on tongue. Right in there. Or chew on a yellow. yellow. A yellow, a rotten yellow. Toenail, not fingernail. Toenail. Does it? Could it be my fing- toenail? I mean, if that really changes the preference of it, yeah, yeah, I suppose. But oh, because it'd be my germs and my toenail. Balls, but ears or dicks or fingers? Yep. Well, I think that's, that's pretty easy. Uh, Is it? Yeah, that's that's a really easy question because I can hide my ears. <laughs> like I I I I'm I've got the ability to very easily hide my ears. And and it depends what kind of ball you're talking. If you're talking like great big long saggy ones, then it's a bit more <laughs> difficult. Or like earrings. But. You can't wear gloves all the time. Oh. Will poison yeah. ivy? Will either of them kill me? I don't know. Are you allergic to either of them? Well, I think everyone's allergic to poison ivy, aren't they? I don't know. I thought you just get rashed. Yeah, but is it all right if you eat it? Who knows? Oh. Oh, I never thought about that actually. To be honest. I mean. I mean, I never thought about eating poison ivy either. So I guess. No, I don't, I don't think I've ever seen poison ivy. You know, I, I imagine it to be like a stinging metal, but worse. Yeah, that's what I'm I thinking. have been stung on my bum before. Oh, and that's how it links into what we were saying—the fact of feeble eardrums. I mean, yeah, I do have feeble eardrums, so imagine how feeble they'd be if it was a massive ear. Um, yeah. I mean, personally, to like be looked at, I'd obviously rather have a big toe. But for what I do, I don't think having an extra large toe is going to be that helpful. Not really. No, I'd say an extra large ear, because I could cover it with my hair, but then I could also hear a lot of things, and I do struggle to hear things. I think I'm going a bit deaf, so it might help. Oh, so I wasn't coming into this with, with something you know, so deep. I'll be honest, Daniel. I was expecting yeah, don't more. Don't come <laughs> to my podcast to think. Yeah, well, clearly, clearly. Mm. Well, I suppose. You know, there's there's pros to both, right? So the five years in prison, yeah. obviously, short time. Being in the but prison can change a man. It can, it can, it can. You, At least that's know. what it says in the films. I mean. Well, yeah, I, I don't know from experience, but um, <laughs> oh, really? I've heard, heard on the grapevine. But, <laughs> but then ten years in the coma, you're not really doing any harm, are you? You're just, you know, just getting by. Easy. Okay, tell me why. 100% a ski lift. Okay, alright, why? One, because I've been stuck on a ski lift before. Have you? Yeah. Quite a few I times. I did not know, I actually did not know this. <laughs> Quite a few times. I did this because you've been skiing and I haven't, but I didn't know that that happened. Yeah, no, it, ha- it happens, it's not uncommon. Oh. Um, you know what, I'm actually 100% on this, fur, all day, every day. Wow. I'm very cold. I'm a very cold person, so fur just seems really appealing to me. And like, who likes touching scaly things? No one. That is very true. 
So actually, I thought this was going to be a lot harder than I... No, like straight away. <laughs> wow. I mean, thinking about it, I'd probably choose the hands just because I've already got quite big feet. And if I get any bigger feet, I'll get more clumsy. So I'm thinking hands. You can grab things easier as well. Oh, is, is this like whenever I want to watch a movie or listen to a song, I have to listen to one of them or like just the yeah, rest of my I life is on repeat? I think it's the vibe. Yeah, I think that's the thing. You don't get In that choice. case, oh, I'd go movies, I think. Say movies for the rest of my life. Ooh. Yeah. Just is it because you like too many songs? Yeah, my music taste is much more, a much wider variety than my film taste. I'm going to go ahead and say water immediately. And I will right. tell you for why. I just think to Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. And yeah. Dumbledore comes out on top and he had the water. And I feel like even though fire is a horrific death, water, there's just something about it. Does it, does it work though? I don't have a dog. I, I, I'd happily eat my no. cat because I'm, I'm not a fan of my cat. <laughs> but then I, then it depends which friend, and at what time you ask me, because I I can get very irritated with people very easily. So I'd say okay, say we're a couple of days in. A couple of days in. Is it yeah. dog? Can I say cat? If it's pet, if it's pet, I'll go it could with be a cat. Pet. But yeah. I I really, despite being allergic to dogs, I really love dogs. So if it's yeah. a, if it's a dog or a human, I'll go human. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to a slightly different episode of Quarantine Biscuits. Obviously, you would have heard by now, I just put together, I think it was all 30 main conversations, um, all there would you rather put into one. And you might be thinking, why has he done this? And that's a very good question. Seeing as I hit 30 episodes I thought to myself wow like I know I say it a lot but I really have come a long way with this and so you know 30 episodes is a long time you know it's 30 weeks and that's not including the bonus episodes as well it's been a long time so I thought I would take this episode to put together some of my not favorite parts of the podcast but things that stick out in my memory and uh, things from the earlier episodes that I think people might have forgot about, which I feel like, you know, I want to remind people of, and I think it was just a real, real fun time. Uh, I think for me this is a bit of a, like a nostalgia fest in a sense. I'm kind of going back on myself and having a look at how far we've come, because it is quite a distance, and so I thought I would put together a few of the different conversation topics um, into almost like a, like a clip show, if you will. Now... I will say right now that I actually don't have all of the conversations put into this episode. I'm thinking of doing another one at a later date where I include more, but I realised very quickly that including 30 different conversations is quite difficult. Even if I did five minutes from each, you know, it's it's a lot of, a lot of time and it's a lot of file spaces I've now discovered. <laughs> it's quite a, quite a task. Um, but yeah, all I want to say is thank you so much to the people that are listening and the people that are giving me comments and feedback. I could not do this without you. Um, as I say, if you have recorded an episode with me and your conversation is not in this, it's nothing personal. It's purely down to 
how much space I've got at the moment. So I'm thinking of doing a part two of this, if people like it. Uh, let me know if you like it, actually. Let me know. Follow me on my Instagram, at uh, Quarantine Biscuits, and on Twitter, Quarantine Cup, I believe, at Quarantine Cup. And obviously the Facebook page as well, Quarantine Biscuits. Uh, follow it. Let me know who's listening and, you know, give me some of your input on topics you'd like to hear in the coming episodes or, now this is a big one, if you'd like to be a guest. I thought it was about time that I opened it out as a bit of a public-y thing as well. You know, if people want to get involved and people want to talk about certain things with me, then by all means, this is your moment, this is your chance. So if you'd like to record an episode with me, then please get in touch um, and I'd love to try and sort out a time where we could do that. So, Yeah. There we go. So um, with that being said, I'm going to stop talking now and let you listen to, well, I suppose listen to me again, but actually listen to a few other people as well along the way. So um, please sit back, enjoy some of these highlights from my last 30 episodes, and I will speak to you at the end. Thank you. Transition. Transition. Music. Music. Oh, sorry, I've scrolled to the next one, but there's one after it that does make me laugh. This one, the moon doesn't exist. Right. Yeah, that's it. Just doesn't exist? Yeah, apparently so. No, of course not. But, yeah. oh, sorry, I'll give you slightly more information that, you know, that makes yeah. it sound a bit more plausible. But I mean, still, apparently, yeah, the moon doesn't exist. It's a hologram put there by persons unknown. And, and that is literally all they've got. Put there by persons unknown. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, it does make you think, doesn't it? Because, I mean, there's the whole moon landing yeah. malarkey. I mean, that... You know, does yeah, not exist. that is a... But, but still, the moon is still there, no? Is it? Well, I mean... Well, and it sounds silly, but, I mean, I can't prove it because I've not been on the moon. No. Yeah, it's true. You know what? We can't... We can't. We haven't been there. Does that mean the sun also doesn't exist? Well, this just just opening up a whole new level of intrigue, really, and isn't it? If the sun doesn't exist, then does the world exist? Oh, shit. <laughs> She's gone. She's gone there. <laughs> well, I mean, it could be that the sun's a hologram and someone's just turned the heating up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to give another nay for this one. Oh. I also don't really want to give it a yay. I mean, it's one or the other. But I put you in a position. I know. But do you know what? Let's just go for a yay. Because I haven't been on the moon. Well, you've heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Ellie yeah. Bootman believes the moon doesn't exist. <laughs> uh, I've got that on record. It's proof. And I will be telling everyone. Everyone you know. <laughs> I want to change my answer. <laughs> No, too late. Sorry, moving on. <laughs> God, it's like a this is like a trap. This podcast, isn't it? I get you to say things, and then I'm just going to use it against you. Yeah, literally. <laughs> okay, okay, right. So that one's a bit more plausible. I can, I can kind of, you know, what I mean, I can kind of argue with it, but I don't, I don't believe it. Um, Ellie does, but um. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, all right. Going back to sports. So you've obviously played a lot of sport and I'm quite interested in 
uh, your injury side of things. And that sounds really like, oh, yeah, I just want to hear about when you've hurt yourself. Uh, no, uh, this is more like <laughs> I'm interested to see what injuries you come across because obviously you do so many different types of sport. Um, do they yeah. all seem to come from the same sort of sport, your injuries, or are they all a bit varied? Um, I mean, they were mainly all gymnastics. Of course. But I'd have the occasional one where it was uh, like a netball. I had one from dance and I had one from football as well, actually. Ooh, okay, all right. I would say I've, I've broken and sprained so many fingers <laughs> over the years. Like, even one ridiculous one, we were doing warm-up in gymnastics, so, like, I wasn't even doing anything, really. I just pushed up into a bridge and somehow, like, trapped my finger. So it literally wasn't even doing anything, Jeez. like, difficult. I literally pushed up into bridge and caught my finger somehow, and then it just literally, within seconds, went uh, purple and went like a sausage finger. <laughs> Ew. And I was like, I think I've done something here. <laughs> I think that was just a sprain, though, to be fair. Mm. So nothing major. No. But yeah, so many broken fingers just from landings, like landing funny in gymnastics. I actually chipped a bone in my little toe, right, doing dance at school. So we were preparing for the dance production. Ah, oh, the classic. And yeah, of course. And all I did, right, we had to, in this dance, we had to like jump up and then literally just like step to the side and like travel in that direction. And as I've done that, I think I've gone to step, like, too early, like, get ahead of myself. So as I've, like, landed, I've kind of landed, like, on the side of my foot. But how I managed to chip a bone in my little toe from that, I have no idea. But I literally remember I was, like, hobbling off the stage. And I was like, I can't walk. I said, you're going to have to go and get the teacher. I I actually cannot walk. And I remember Miss Noor Mm. literally carried me like a baby... To, to the office and they called my mum and my mum had to take me to the hospital and I was on crutches and everything. What toe was it? It was literally my little toe on oh. my right foot, just my little toe, like at the bottom. Yeah. But the weirdest thing was when I looked at my foot, when they when they said to me, oh, you've chipped a bone your little toe, hmm. I said, how is that even possible? Because my toe didn't hurt. It was like the side of my foot that was all like bruised and swollen. Yeah. So I was like, oh, that doesn't even make sense. Like, how has my little toe been chipped? But <laughs> that part doesn't hurt. Like, yeah, the rest of the foot does. Yeah. That, um, that, tell you what, that reminds me, because I, uh, I also did my toe in the same. I chipped a toe and it was my uh, big toe. And okay. I remember I was, oh, I can't remember how old I was, but basically I was in the back garden someone one of jamie's friends it was like a football thing you know when you go like an after party type thing and we're all playing football in the garden and this tiny kid i'm i mean like literally half my size and about six or seven i went to kick the ball and then he come in and toe punted it but instead of hitting the ball he smashed straight into my toe and i remember that day i um so i was like obviously in pain i was like oh shit can't stand on this i was like oh my God, this is painful. And I went up to mum, like hobbled up to her. I was like, mum, mum, I'm sorry, but you've got to take me somewhere. I think I've done something to my toe. Like, I think I've broken it. I remember her really loving response was, walk it off. <laughs> and, I, <laughs> and I was like, what? She was like, just walk it off. It'll be fine. It's nothing. You've probably done nothing to it. And I was like, right, okay. So there's me walking it off. 
in pain, barely walking. And then so mum was like, all right, fine, we'll take you somewhere. And this was the next day or something. And we went up there and like, yeah, by the way, your son's broken his like toe. Like he's oh broken God. the bone in his toe and it's on his growth plate. So if he puts weight oh. on it and walks on it, it could stunt the growth of the toe. And I was like, what? <laughs> I was I was this close, because my mum said walk it off, this close to having a really tiny big toe in comparison to all my other toes. Oh, can you imagine that? How funny would that have been? Uh, no, not funny. Okay, what if you can change things? Obviously, there's going to be repercussions for everything, isn't there? Would you use your power? Say you were the only one with this power that to go back in time. Yeah. Right? Uh, would you use this power for good or for bad? So, like, personal gain, or would you do it to generally help? Um, oh, wow. It's a real question of character. That is, you know. You said you wasn't going to throw... Yeah, no, I'm, I'm throwing all of them. It's <laughs> yeah. this topic, though. This topic has so many big questions. Oh, God. Um, I'd use it for good or bad. I think I think everyone would... Well, I, I, for me, I think I would use both. Because, you know, I feel like everyone has got their selfish ways and stuff. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, you would go back and, like, you know, hit Hitler, like you said. Yeah, I would go back and give Hitler the old one, too. And be like, no. Bad. I know what you're thinking. Don't do it. Um, yeah, like, <laughs> oh, um, yeah, I think I would use, I think the good part I would use is just like, obviously like reliving moments again, seeing like family that, you know, obviously are not with us anymore, yeah. stuff like that, I think yeah. that would be good. But, so when you say that, do you mean you would go back and just watch from a distance, or would you go back? It's a hard one, isn't it, because you just, like, I mean, you want to, because you, yeah. you want to go up to them and be like, oh my god, like, oh. yeah, but then. <laughs> Like, just, like if say you did, then it could mess everything up, and someone else could. could. You know what I mean? Yeah. That um, probably just watching from a distance. You know, like like a stalker. Yeah, basically. But it would be a beautiful memory. You know what I mean? You wouldn't. You know. And then you, you <laughs> can imagine, and you, you come back, and they're like, "There's this family family story about how there was some stalker all their lives, and they never <laughs> knew who it was, but he was in every photo in the background." <laughs> oh wow! Could you imagine that? <laughs> oh, that's crazy. I mean, uh, okay. Top five people you go back in time and punch. Top five. Yeah. Christ. Just off the top of my head. Oh. We could agree if you want. We could do one together. Yeah, let's do one together. Okay. <laughs> this is no particular order, but yeah, Hitler's up there. Definitely. But cool. where, where, where? Like, is he number five? <laughs> where, where am I going to punch him? <laughs> in one of his balls. No, no, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No. Yeah. Uh, when? Uh, yeah. Um, no. Probably just just before during art school. During art school. So I'd, I'd give him a punch, and I'd be like, "Look, mate, I know what you're thinking. You're not going to do it. <laughs> All right, or I'll be back." But, um, okay, another person. Oh God. Do we even know these many people? You, you, you've done like the uh, the podcast of like serial killers. Yeah, but I mean, do you know what? It's I'm going to throw one up there. Got him. Osama bin Laden. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm definitely putting explicit on this podcast. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I can yeah. see why. I can see why. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Thank God. <laughs> Obviously, otherwise that'd be very worrying if I suddenly like, why would you? He's such a nice guy. What's um, he done? What the hell is that doing? Yeah, definitely. Oh, you know what? I might even go back and punch myself punch yourself right yeah just because I mean I've not been punched before like physically in the face I can do it 
I'd rather you not. <laughs> See, I'm quite good because I, I can avoid it with, by talking. I'll talk my way out of things to the point where it annoys people enough for them to leave me alone. <laughs> but just come out of nowhere, like, sucker punch myself. Sucker punch yourself. Oh, that'd be a story. And then I could be like, oh, I remember that time I got punched. Then I could feel what it feels like. <laughs> feel what it feels like. Yeah, pretty much. I like it. <laughs> I can so, do it you as well if you like. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm alright. Cheeky I'm... elbow to the face. <laughs> Some UFC style there. <laughs> just come out and just crunch you. <laughs> Knock you out. I'm like, ha! Got you. Out. Um, yeah. Christ. Anyone else? Anyone else? two more on our list. Two more. I love how I've been put on a list I... with Hitler and Osama bin Laden, I'll be honest. Yeah. That's now a... I've just thought about it, I've really shot myself in the foot. I like the way we're choosing people that's already died, you know. Yeah, I mean, well, I'm not dead, but thanks. Are you trying to tell me something? <laughs> I've been to the future, mate. Oh, it's not shit. looking good. <laughs> don't eat that cake next week. Um, I don't know, who else? Are we just talking famous people or are we talking other people? You know what I mean? Because there's some people I've got back I'll Oh, 100% give a cheeky, I'm waiting on that one. Cheeky knockout, too. <laughs> we'll leave those names out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, probably for the best. <laughs> Because oh. obviously you can't really name people that no, we know because yeah. it'd be well awkward because they'll hear this, hopefully. Um, <laughs> you know, I kind of want the audience space, but also, you know, don't yeah. I want to come and punch him. Um, oh. Who's really. Jedward. Jedward? Oh, oh my god. But like a double. So like I punch <laughs> one and go through to the other. So like from the side onwards and just Jedward. Oh, straight oh. across. I'm probably going to get a lot of hate for this. Go for it. I think. Um, I wouldn't personally do it. I'd get someone else. Oh right, okay. <laughs> Gemma okay. Collins. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, she just annoys me. <laughs> she's just so big for her boots. Big for her boots. That's it. Yeah, she's just too big-headed. That's what I want to say. Oh, I see. Yeah. What you mean. Like, you know, like, oh, there are quite a few people. Yeah, there's there's loads. I mean, the celebrities, and then there's just you know like. I thought you said kids, you were going to beat a child. I was like, Jesus. Well, <laughs> we've all been there. Yeah, fair enough. Okay. Like, where did you guys... I know we're not completely off topic, but I'm interested now. But where did you guys sort of first meet or come up with this idea of just starting a band? How's that even come about? Uh, well, we all went to school together. So, Elliot used to live around the corner from me. He founded the band. Uh, him and Jordan, and I say Jordan, otherwise if Jordan, when Jordan listens to it, you're like, I'm a co-founder. <laughs> <laughs> um, him and Jordan were playing guitar together. Aaron came in at the same time. It's actually, to be fair, just tell you this quickly, me and Aaron actually had drum lessons together. Oh, really? And when Aaron was getting better than me, quicker than me, I thought, I'm not going anymore, so I stopped going. Oh, no, really? <laughs> and, it's, and it's a joke. Yeah, I thought, in year seven, I was like, oh, I want to learn how to play the drums, mum. Goes, you're all right, and I'll pay for your term. This, this, and that. Add it. Aaron was in with me, like we were just chatting, and Aaron was a bit of a boy at school, like always up to no good, like myself and all my other mates from school. Yeah. And um, he was he was better than me from the off, and I thought, no, I don't like this. He's better than me, <laughs> so I stopped going. But he joined the band, and then they had a we had a fella called Ben who was in the band. He was a piano player, brilliant piano player for some at the age we they started. And I was asked if I wanted to go in and sing um, Ain't No Sunshine by Bill Withers at a school performance. Yeah. I thought, yeah, yeah, I know that song. Went <laughs> in there, I've done the do. And then I was I was asked if I wanted to go to a rehearsal during one lunchtime. And I was like, what? During lunch? You're joking, aren't you? And Elliot come and found me one day. Come and found me. And he was just like, 
you do and do on the band. And I started reading off all these covers what I wanted to do. I'm like, what we do? Take that. I want to do this. I want to do that. And he goes, actually, maybe this is the wrong band for you, mate. Like, oh, <laughs> so, it's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. And then, so I used to speak to him, obviously. I used to speak to them boys around school. Mm. Yeah. I saw them. And then uh, got to about year 10, year 10, and they asked if I wanted to join the band again. Oh, really? To do, like, just a one-off song. And I said, yeah, all right, then. I think it was for Turnford's Got Talent. And I went, yeah, all right, then. I'll do it, you know, me being me. <laughs> yeah. And... um I think we come like third or second. We won. We we come second or third to a geezer riding a skateboard. But he was year seven. You got to let the year seven have it. <laughs> I mean, you know what? It's a true underdog story. You know, you form your band. You don't come first you can make straight a film away. About this. Honestly, yeah, it's one of those. You know, you don't you don't come first. You come second oh, or third, but then you keep on going. And now look at you. <laughs> year seven on a skateboard was done me. I can't believe that. But, That's <laughs> But we were called, we weren't even called Southbound at the time. We were called Tramp. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something like Northbound then. I was like, oh, you just you did a flip. <laughs> you imagine it. <laughs> yeah, and we were called Tramp at the time. Tramp. And, uh, wow. When I came back, Daniel had joined the band, and Daniel was in my drama class at school. Right. So and then we had the six weeks holidays and this, this, and that. And I remember me and Elliot, he was 15, I was 16. He came round one night, and we wrote our first song together. And I thought sort of, that was when I knew that I was going to be a member of this, but official member of the band. Yeah. yeah, that was the first song I ever wrote at sixteen, and uh, you, you look back to it, look back at it now. Elliot goes, "I swear, man, we should just let Justin Timberlake sing this or something, get us a few quid." I was like, "Calm down, Elliot." No, <laughs> just going along with it. We have a laugh, like we wind each other up all the time. Yeah. And um, yeah, so we, we was a six piece for about two weeks, and Ben left. Just wasn't what Ben wanted to do, mm. and we just stayed how we are. And then Elliot came up with Southbound, and we've been Southbound. Since, ever since it's you know what yeah, it's a great story to be fair I know, and all the time I've known you I never really asked that question I think it's quite nice that I've got a chance <laughs> to ask it now you never you never knew we, we lost to a kid on a skateboard I never <laughs> knew that no that's quite a vital piece of information that I think would have been quite good at the time but um, yeah. no it's great and I think again this all does stem from that your love of music and you know what music does for you and it oh, is, it's crazy I mean yeah, yeah I, there's such a connection there <laughs> And today I'm joined by one of my nearest and dearest, and her name is... Grace. Oh, sorry. Grace Mosley. Am I... Do I say my last name? You can say that if you want. I'm so awkward. Are you on the run? (laughs) No. Maybe. (laughs) Oh, dear. Okay. And Grace, could you please just give yourself a little intro about, about you, just so they know who you are? Um... So, I'm me. Um, <laughs> I've known Dan, how long have I known you? Since I was about 14? Yeah, 30? it's been a long time, isn't it? I remember you when you were shorter than me. And now I'm just really chubbier. <laughs> and now I'm just short. <laughs> you're not chubby. Oh, thanks. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> this is all it is, it's just an <laughs> ego boost, this whole thing. <laughs> uh, no, I've known you for years, though. Since we were little bubbers at school. Yeah, that's good. Well, you like it. times have changed. You are like a, a sister to me, aren't you? So. I am, I am. Oh, God, yeah. Forever. Yeah, forever and ever. <laughs> Don't. I looked at myself in the mirror the other day and I was like, oh, my God, are you ever going to grow up? I've got, like, the youngest face ever. It drives me insane. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Your uh, mornings at getting ready must be very traumatic then. 
I just like I look at myself in the mirror and I'm just like, well, you look like such a child. <laughs> Fix your face. When are you going to grow up? <laughs> I'm about to turn 25, and it's just I like the face doesn't read it. Well, that's a good thing though. Looking young. So you know. no, it's not when you get ID'd for everything. You say that now, but in a few years' time, when you you want them to ID you, it's going to be a good time. So I was in Morrison's, this must have been about two years ago, I was in Morrison's and I was in a hurry and I thought, oh, movie night, like I'm just going to buy like a cheap DVD. And I bought Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol, I think it was. A quality film, but yes. Well, it was really cheap and I thought, well, I don't mind the Mission Impossible films. And I was on the self-checkout and it's a 12A. Bearing in mind, I had my debit card and my car keys in my hands. <laughs> The woman came over and was like, can I see your your age identification? And I said, to her, are you joking? It's a 12A. How dare like, you? no, I need to see your age. I was, oh my gosh, you're like, it's insulting. What? Yeah. I mean, for a 12A film, that's quite funny. I was I'll like, what? I'm sorry, but what 12-year-old has a debit card and drives? A very rich one, probably. <laughs> <laughs> One that's got a, a very nice, wealthy background, I imagine. Oh, God. I was I was traumatised by it. I have to take my age out with me everywhere now. There's going to be people listening to this and thinking, that bitch, how dare she? <laughs> <laughs> Just, they're not impressed at all. <laughs> it's still bad. I'm not making the case that it's an excellent sort of situation to be in, but... Oh, yeah, it's not, it's better it's than not crazy. Yeah, it's like, do you want to be shot yeah. in the foot or kneecap? Yeah. Oh, foot. That's an easy one, Joe. I don't even know. <laughs> that's, that's not... Joe, Joe, stop hijacking the format here. <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, it's, not your, it's not your Woodrow <laughs> That's game. the next question. I can see. This is going to be a fun one. I can see that now. Um, all right. And welcome back to Quarantine and Biscuits. This is episode five. And I'm joined by the amazing Ruben Marshall, <laughs> Joe, Joe. Stanley McKellingot, <laughs> Joe Ackerman, or Joe Ackerman. <laughs> so, if you didn't hear that, guys, uh, that is Joe, Ruben, and Stan. And yeah. I could see this go one way. We tr- we tried something funny, and it, it didn't really pan out. <laughs> it didn't, <laughs> We la- we were laughing too hard at our own really really shit joke. So sorry, I mean, you have to, so, yeah, it was it wasn't great. Yeah, sorry, Dan. No, but carry on with your questions, Dan. Uh, today, I'm thinking of getting you guys to put your life into a movie. And now, when I say that, I mean, you know, who would you cast in this movie to play you and play the people you know? What kind of music would you have scoring it? You know, anything about that movie? How would you have a movie about your life? Uh, who would like to go first on that one? That's a big one. Goodness, Dan. I'm just thinking about this for the first time. Yeah, so give, give me a moment to process Ruben, this, Dan. Ruben doesn't know for... I don't like films. This, is a, this isn't, you know, this isn't the most fun topic to talk about. Ruben, Ruben passionately hates it. He came out of Spider-Man and he went, he went yeah, it wouldn't happen in real life, though. It's, a, it's an obvious ending every single time. <laughs> and this is... He watched, he watched Star Wars. Brilliant he watched film. Star Wars yeah, in his yeah, he, as no, well. Wait, he went, yeah, that wasn't my point. Life. My point was not that it wouldn't happen in real life. My point was, you know what's going to happen at the end. Spider-Man's not going to die. He's going to save everyone, as as would Superman. Ruben, Star Wars oh, is completely bizarre, different. Bizarre 2D2 die at the end of, um, what do you call it? 
Han Solo was the film. What's that got to do with anything? And Ruben, it's, not, it's not like he's the well, main character. Well, well, well you can say the same thing about Star Wars. Wars. He Star doesn't Wars. know. And Ru- Ruben oh, doesn't watch right. a film under principle if it's over an hour and a half. No, I don't. Jeez, he's not going to like this podcast at this rate, then, is he? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Ruben's film would just be five minutes of Ruben just sat there going, "I'm Ruben. This is exactly what's happened in my life." Yeah. Let me tell you it verbally. All right, all right, all right. Let me put this to you then. Who would you guys cast to play Ruben? Oh, um, <laughs> oh. Try, trying to think of famous Jewish people. Amy Winehouse? Oh, <laughs> oh look, listen, right. I, I've had um, some bad suggestions, right. I've had Macaulay Culkin. You know the Home Alone guy? Macaulay Culkin. He's a bit older now. In his druggy phase, in his heroin phase, everyone started like oh, him really? then. Uh, Dan- a customer has called me Daniel Osborne from Corrie. Who's Daniel Osborne? Or Ryan... I don't know. Why, could, well, why don't we just pick other druggies? Hang on. Sorry. I'm just typing into my computer actors with big noses, and I'm just going <laughs> to... <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. There's, oh, oh they Barbara Streisand. Wow. <laughs> playing excellent. Ruben <laughs> Marshall. Oh, happily. Happily. Barbara Streisand, if it was going to be a musical, that yeah. would be quite good, actually. I don't like musicals, so... Oh, you don't like musicals. Oh, that if he doesn't like films or musicals, he's he's not no, in a good place. Really. Fair enough. All right then. How about Joe? Who would you who would you guys cast for Joe? Oh, Elaine Stretch from uh from like one of like her final days. The uh, all, like oh, no, that to be actresses. <laughs> oh, actors even. Sorry, Joe. Uh, no, no. <laughs> Bass player out of Dream One. <laughs> Thanks. Man. I mean, I'd do like Channing Tatum or someone like that. Channing Tatum. Yeah. How are you, how are you getting that past the studio heads? <laughs> Hold like a photo of you and Channing Tatum up and be like, "Look, right, you can see this." Yeah. They could, they could do. They, Joe could play himself, and they could use special effects to sort of bring his lips in a bit, so people <laughs> would actually go and watch the film. <laughs> oh, wow, this is. I mean, this has got a lot more aggressive than I thought it would have. And it's only been probably about five well, minutes. Uh-huh. I don't know what you were expecting inviting us on, Dan. <laughs> we, uh, I feel like we should tone it down a bit. No, no. Hey, look, you do you. This is toned down. What are you on about? <laughs> yeah, we, to be fair. I feel like it's a very nice podcast. I've listened to it. It's a feel-good podcast. Adrian Brody. Adrian Brody would Ooh, be great for you, yeah. Ruben, actually. He does actually look... If he dyed his hair blonde... Owen Wilson? Owen Wilson, yeah. Owen Wilson could be Ruben. I love that. Owen Wilson would be a good shout. You just got wow. <laughs> he has to change his catchphrase to hundred percent. Yeah, that would just be a three-second yeah. film. Nothing would. Yeah, what would you change it to? The catchphrase instead of wow. It's got to be. What if it yeah. was Ruben? Ruben. Oh man, what's Ru- what's Ruben's catchphrase? I don't know. Can't stand. This say say something. It would either be so it, the whole film would just say two things, and it would be him reacting to just everything in his life, <laughs> and he'd yeah. either be agreeing or disagreeing. So his agreeing would be, "Oh yeah, hundred percent, definitely, yeah, hundred oh, percent," or his or his disagreeing would be, "That is absolutely ridiculous." No, I don't. No, yeah, no, no, very, that, very, very extreme. No, no, the whole thing. Ridiculous. You could make Ruben's whole film of just really extreme opinions on everything, like just heighten everything. You know, like going to the shops can either be the absolutely best experience or worst experience. Best or worst part of the film. Sorry, what is this about? Wait, wait a second. What, what is this turned into? What is this turned into? 
and he'd be, he'd be turning to the camera like like Woody Allen and just being like, oh, this is 100% the best thing in the world or something. Yeah, wow. yeah, like um, wow. very few day off. Just keep kind of looking and really yeah. agreeing with what, what's happening. Yeah. Okay, so I think we're in agreement then that Ruben's film is fairly... Yeah, well, I'm not going to watch it, so I, I, I hope it's good, guys. <laughs> That's because it's a film. It's going to be one hour, 40 minutes. What? what? Yeah. <laughs> All right, then. What other sort of movies do you think have... I don't want to say defined you, because that sounds really, like, corny, doesn't it? But you know what I mean? Is there any that have really... No, I, I, I know. Um, I have a, a love of most things Martin Scorsese, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Um. It's just, I mean, from an actor's perspective, like you say, with uh, Michael Caine, with his back catalogue, it's just unbelievable, really. Um, but the same thing is to be said for Scorsese, really, but in the, you know, the directing department. He doesn't write much, but in terms of a filmmaker, uh, his understanding of story, like visual storytelling and actual storytelling, because his films aren't obviously... Uh, well, actually, the Irishman was VFX heavy, wasn't it? But, you know, pre-Irishman, it was very much, it's all story and character driven. Was Irishman any good? Because I'll be honest, I saw the fact that it was like three hours long and thought. Mm, yeah, I mean, I start. I, I mean, I started growing my beard at the start of Irishman and, and it was <laughs> it was a good couple of inches by the end of it. Um, no, it, it is. It's an, it's an epic, as in epic gets banded around doesn't it but it is it's um it's definitely because it, it's i don't know it just it just flits between time times uh, time zones flits between timelines and characters and you do get invested in every character that's in it but it is a real slog it's not one of my favorites if i'm being honest um but i think that's probably because he made it so he's work always gets compared to his own work doesn't it you know it's always like oh well you know this is the guy that made goodfellas or uh, raging bull or something and uh but just as a as a film it's it's fantastic really but no scorsese uh definitely i remember seeing goodfellas from quite a young age too young really i think it's (laughs) i think it's i think it's r18 and uh somehow managed to see it when i was pre-18 yeah um Naughty, naughty. Naughty, naughty. Naughty, naughty. <laughs> uh, but I did, and I do not regret it. Um, it. It made me the murderous villain that I am today. I was going to say, yeah, now look at you. Now look at me. I'm, I'm, I'm just a couple of months away from being a mob boss. A criminal. Complete uh, criminal. <laughs> yeah, king of the criminal underworld. That's what I'm known as. What a disappointing head of uh, the mafia I would make if you saw me in all my stupidity. Uh just you, you'd you'd want to meet someone who's quite intimidating, wouldn't you? You'd want to think I don't want to I don't want to mess with but this. Sometimes guy. looking less intimidating and then being intimidating after, like with the acts that you've done, you know what I mean? And you think I, so? Like the like the Rory Breaker character from uh, Lockstock, like you know he sort of has the afro, he, he looks kind of funny, but then really he's quite evil. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Maybe maybe I will be a mob boss. Thanks, Dan. Yeah, I don't know why I've just encouraged this. I will be honest. I've just realised what I've been saying. <laughs> yeah, I, I I will ignore the voices in my head and kill again. Um, no, I shan't. I shan't do that. Uh, but no, Scorsese's work, mate, is, is for me, it's 
it's unparalleled filmmaking. It's very much, I say, from Mean Streets to, I mean, even Wolf of Wall Street, I, which I do love. That is a yeah, it's a very good film. I almost feel like I should say it's a guilty pleasure because of what it is, but I don't feel that guilty. It's just good fun. But that's but that's a long film. You know, that's a long film that no one really pulls up on it being that long but i think it's because it's more entertaining you know it's it's pretty gung-ho yeah in the way it's told it's, so it it's doesn't kind of feel a lot of action isn't it as well it's not like sat, sit down conversations as a, as a run time i think it's i think it's about 20 15 20 minutes shorter than the irishman so it's really not yeah. that it's not that different but <laughs> um yeah but no one seemed to have much of a problem with the runtime of wolf of wall street uh but then you get to that three-hour mark, doesn't it? The whole Lord of the Rings thing, and people start to need the toilet. Um, I mean, funny but, you say about Lord of the Rings. That's also on my list. Would you believe it? Ah, that was a good segue. You stole my segue, Dan. Game. That was I was leading into Lord of the Rings. But I'll let you. I'll let you go. But I, I think again, I thoroughly enjoyed Lord of the Rings, and I loved the extended version. And I could quite happily sit there. I know I'm obviously in a select few that would just sit there through it and be like, ah, oh, Lord of the Rings. Um, <laughs> I don't know where that voice come from, but that's like my... That, yeah, that was your Frodo impression, clearly. <laughs> Mr. Frodo. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, me, I, I, it's the Gandalf one that me and my brother... Oh, my God. And it's the, yes. Yeah, it's the, spe- the specific, just the one line of, just to you, thank you. As yeah, it's because you can use it every single day. You know, someone offers you a cup of tea, brings out the biscuits. Like, would you like a cookie? Like, just to you, thank you. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know what I realised as well. Someone pointed it out the other day about that film. Um, near, you know, obviously spoilers for Lord of the Rings. But if you're not seen it by now, then it's clearly because you don't want to. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's only twenty. You years know what old. I mean? Um, at the end. Frodo is like, you know, when it's all that weird slow mo thing where they all look like they're pretty much where they look high. They everyone's like, oh, oh, oh. Mm. Um, yeah, 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 you know what yeah, I mean. And at yeah. the end, yeah, no. he's actually going, yeah. Gandalf, oh God, yeah. and he's saying all these things. It's the 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 extended cut where they all drop acid. That one, yeah, that right? version, uh, my favorite version, really yeah. defined me as a as a person. Gandalf on the on the mead and the on the pipe weed in the corner. <laughs> These dark shades. Just, just bobbing his head. Just telling everyone he loves him. <laughs> no. Gimli grinding on his axe. Oh, God. <laughs> and my axe. No, um... <laughs> but, like, he says everyone's name that comes in. You know what the weirdest part is? He just looks at Legolas. <laughs> right? Yeah. And I've, I, I didn't notice it at first. I'm really disappointed that he didn't die. Yeah, honestly. Oh, have you do you, Have you known a bit I'm talking about? I do, yeah, yeah. Right, anyone that doesn't know, go back and watch it, right? <laughs> At the end, he, I think it's on YouTube, but he's like, Gandalf? Sam! Yeah. He's saying all these names of all the all the important characters. Legolas just comes in, and it's just Orlando Bloom, Orlando Blooming. <laughs> and he just comes in, looks at him like a an elven god, and then, for some reason, there's no, no verbal response. He just goes, and just looks. Maybe there's a past between Frodo and Legolas that he's ashamed of. It's like a guil- a guilty lover's stare. That's what it is. Because if you saw, if, if Frodo saw a Legolas from behind, could be 
Galadriel really, couldn't it? Could be a love interest. Maybe he, you know, maybe he snuck up behind Legolas and gave him a little peck on the and peck then, on and the neck spoke or about something. It since. And, <laughs> and not spoke about it since. They just bur- buried that one. Well, I mean, Legolas's elf eye didn't see that coming. <laughs> I've realised I've now lost seventy percent of my audience. Um, yeah, sorry, no. listeners of Quarantine Biscuits, while we ramble about. <laughs> The love interests of Frodo Baggins. <laughs> but, the, but it is very odd. And when the... I don't want to... Well, I'll give a spoiler. Spoiler! <laughs> Brilliant. When the dinosaur's dad died... What? No, it's like right at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, honestly, the first time I watched that, I was a melted. I fully had a breakdown. You were going to say I was a mess there, I was trying to say I had a meltdown, went, and at the same time, I, I don't really know. I was melted. <laughs> Let's try that again. I had <laughs> <No>. a breakdown. <laughs> we're keeping that in. <laughs> I'm not very good at speaking, okay? That's all right. Yeah. Welcome to the podcast. It's a great <laughs> film. You need to watch it. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. Um, my 13 is Tangled. What, what is wrong with you? Well, there's other films, but like Tangled's no. up there. Oh. Okay, number 12. Uh, Pete's Dragon. I've never seen that. See, the, I'm I think talk- I've seen I'm the original. About, see, I'm more talking about the new one. I know this is right, okay. Yeah, as I say, I've seen the original. There is an original. But again, the attachment to the dragon... I just adore him. And it's just such a good film. I think that's such an underrated film as well. No one really talks about it, but I went to see it at the cinema when it, the new one came out. And I just thought it was amazing. So, yeah. so good. And it really annoys me with films like that are underrated. Fair enough. Do you not agree? Yeah. I've just not seen... I've not seen what the new one is. Like, what's Maybe it's all about. the new one then. Yeah, probably. Okay. Um, You're 12. My 12, Princess and the Frog. Mm-hmm. The music in that is insane, and it's got such a New Orleans sort of yeah, vibe, and I love every it. part of that film. I think it's... A, and again, a film's only as good as their villain, and the villain in that is amazing. And that, that song where he gets taken to the other side, and his friends from the other side, <laughs> that's just trippy. Trippy as hell, and I love that. So, yeah, that's that one for me. Number 11. Aladdin. Now this just made it out of my yeah. See, this is the thing. Aladdin was literally and is one of my favourite films, but it's just I never I've never had to properly break down these before. And honestly, trying to put a top ten together was more more impossible. So Aladdin just had to miss the cut, unfortunately. But Aladdin is honestly one of my favourite like classic princess Disney films. Clearly not. No, it is. I promise. Uh, (laughs) Just didn't pick make the top ten. Okay, mine is Hercules. Oh, I'm going back to Aladdin, sorry, just one sec. Oh. Will Smith is a genius. Just saying. Well, I mean, he didn't write Aladdin. No, but in the new version, like, he... Like, he I mean, he I didn't think the new it. version was going to be as good as it was. No, I would be Because I love the classic so much. Seeing it on the adverts, the animation at first was yeah. absolutely oh, yeah, they changed the CGI it, was, Yeah, they changed it last minute. For the best, I will say. But um, I just think yeah. the way he re... Like, Re-imagined. what's the word? Reimagine the character. Re- it's a hard character to fill in because obviously it's Robin Williams, and you know. Yeah, it's, he put his own spin on it. That's what yeah. I'm trying to say. Like his own like Will Smith spin on it, and I just think it worked so well. Fresh Prince. Yeah, boy. <laughs> yes, I want to move on. We sort of had, oh my god, we had the worst luck in Vietnam. I mean, we were there. For I mean, that, that sentence alone, I think. <laughs> Oh dear, we had the worst luck like, in I, Vietnam. I'm probably, 
<laughs> everyone is gonna be like probably hating me because I feel like I'm the only person I know that didn't enjoy um Vietnam but I think we were just unlucky in the fact that um we were there for I think like it might have been four weeks because we did the top to the bottom like no bottom to the top I can't remember anyway yeah um but they had one of the worst typhoons in the middle of the country that they've ever had uh, no, sorry, not ever had, that they had in the last 20 years. Perfect timing to go for a explore, like, you know, exploring holiday. Yeah. <laughs> so it rained the whole time because we were getting the ends of the typhoon where we were because we were on the coast. And, oh my God, it rained so much. Like, literally everywhere we went, it was like, oh, it's going to rain tomorrow. Oh, it's going to rain the whole time you're here. I mean... The rain was so bad in one of the places we stayed in yeah. that we were flooded into our hotel for three days. Oh, jeez. That is We couldn't leave. Bad. And the electric got shut off. So all in all, a terrible experience. <laughs> Literally, we couldn't have... Anything that could have gone wrong in Vietnam for us did. Um, but it just also brings back the reality of travelling. It is so... Um, um, what's the word I'm I, I guess flippant would be a good word you know yeah and you just you can't you can plan a bit but you really can't have concrete plans because it's going to change it's going to be it's so fluid and I think that that's one of the biggest lessons I learned as well because I feel like before I went and even while I was there you kind of just think oh it's being ruined because we can't do this or we can't do that but then there's always another opportunity that comes up like I still haven't been to Bali but I am going to go one day so you know, we were sad about it at the time. Um, Vietnam, we didn't have the experience that some people did, but mm. it's the reality of travelling. And they're the kinds of things you don't see on Instagram as well. Yeah, I was like, going to say... Everyone makes out it, yeah. Everyone's like, oh, today I ate, I ate with, like, a Shaolin monk and blah, blah, blah. But then, obviously, don't tell you, oh, we also lost all our luggage. You know, it, it is that sort of... <laughs> exactly. Um, sort of two-sided story, isn't it? You know, And it is, to be fair, that's going on to the, the whole thing when I talked about social media before... It's that mm. mindset of what you see on screen is not necessarily what's happening. <laughs> yeah, it's totally different. And you have so many times um, where you're not doing anything when you're traveling or you're planning the next move. Yeah. Like We never knew where we were staying. We were probably three or four days in advance of knowing where we're going to be sleeping the next night. So we tried to like plan our hotels and or hostels or Airbnbs and stuff like that. But because we kept moving about so much and changing our minds, we couldn't book anything in advance. So we always had about probably three nights worth of accommodation at any one point in time. Yeah. And then after that, we were like, we don't know where we're going to be, um, which was really cool, but it just takes up time planning that. Yeah. Um, I suppose that's... You just feel like you're constantly planning and yeah. That's the side you don't um, see to traveling, I guess. Yeah. And I just think that all of it together, that you have the great times and then you have like the, times when you're like oh we're not doing anything this evening and you feel kind of lost and then you have like the times where you're organizing so I just think all of that together it just makes you re-evaluate everything that you do when you're at home yeah I certainly felt like that when I was away anyway I just I felt like I'd changed so much in a good way and was much more open-minded and I was worried that when I came home I wasn't going to feel that way and what have you yeah I mean I I think I've mentioned earlier maybe that I ha- I actually wrote down 
like a journal while we were away because my memory is terrible um, and I didn't want to forget anything and um, reading how I used to how I wrote everything down and how I used to think and stuff like that I'm like god who's this person um, so I kind of made it my mission when I came home to sort of strive for happiness rather than success because I managed to see all of these happy people in Cambodia that were happy with what they had um and I think that that was the biggest one for me. And then obviously the traveling after that and making sure that you still felt that way and see that there's so much opportunity and, and different things to learn all the time out there um, for you to discover. Yeah. I think that it took a little while. I mean, I've been back now for a couple of years um, and I don't think I've lost that um, growth, I guess, that I that I did when I was traveling. And it sounds so cliche to be like, oh my God, I found myself when I was traveling. <laughs> Um, I wouldn't quite say that. I just think that I opened my mind a little bit more. And for that, I'm really grateful because I probably wouldn't have met you because I'm pretty sure I joined um, Studio Players after I came back from traveling. Oh, really? Mm. I'm sure. It, That's crazy. Yeah. It, that, well, God, you wouldn't be here doing this podcast today. Exactly. So, um, so yeah. <laughs> It's it's definitely something I highly highly recommend to people. So what you're saying is, um, oh by the way, I was going to say was there anything you've taken away from this, but I think you've just nailed it. <laughs> I haven't stopped talking uh, really, have I? <laughs> completely. No, no, no. It's fine though because you know clearly you feel so strongly about mm. it. You know, and I think that's great. And I think you, <laughs> I mean, you you've summed it up very well there. To be honest, I couldn't have sort of put it any better or you know asked the question any better myself. So. Um, had you not gone traveling uh you would not have been on this podcast and you know clearly you know this is the more important thing <laughs> <I'm joking. laughs> so bad no but it's it's funny how things lead you to others doesn't isn't it yeah no that is mad to be honest definitely so is it just him that can try he can literally time it's in his like his dad can do it too so it's like, so a, it's genetic. like a genetic thing right, so yeah okay. so he can do it it is really sad because at one point like his dad Spoiler alert, his dad dies. Wow, well, yeah, I was going to see it, but now I'm not. <laughs> and he goes and sees him for, like, the last time and stuff. And his dad sort of knows, like, he's dying. It's really, it's really sad, but it's a really nice film. It's it's quality. How did the dad die? Was it just old age? I think he died of, like, cancer, I believe. I'm not, oh. yeah, like, it's did he really... not go back in time and fix that issue, then? Um, I don't think he wants to because there's, like, repercussions. Right, you know I see. I mean. like, so he doesn't want to... I think if he went back too much in time... Like something else happens, so he's got to like live in that right. moment. So he just goes back. Oh god, that must be horrible. Now and he's got the power to do it, it but you so can't. So cute, right? So his dad, his dad's last wish was um, for his son to be like a toddler again, and they're like playing on the beach, like playing football, and, and it's it's so cute. It's a really nice. Did he get that wish? He did get that wish, and then he's like, it is really sad, but and, I mean, obviously that part, but it's a nice film. Oh, I can't <laughs> wait! Can't wait for this terribly sad film. Have a box of tissues with you. <laughs> I don't cry. <laughs> no, no, notoriously, for some reason I don't cry. You just have no Megan feelings. hates it. She oh, always really? says, she always says, you don't cry. Oh. And then she's like, stuff like, you know, would you cry if I died? I was like, well, yeah, probably, <laughs> but, you know. Jeez, that's deep. No, but no, but it's that sort of concept of, yeah, I, I just, I don't know what it is, I can't cry. You just can't cry. Just... No, saying that, I did say I did cry at Batman. <laughs> what? <laughs> of all the films. <laughs> I've said this countless times before, but like, the film, uh, you know, Dark Knight Rises, I think, is when, um, I don't know if you've seen all about that. I think I've seen some of that. Well, there's a bit in it where Alfred, 
Michael Caine. Uh, he uh, he apologizes to the Wayne family for uh, them all dying, and he goes, "Oh, I'm sorry, I, I failed you." <laughs> and yeah, no, it made me cry. Oh wow! Not like balls and balls, but I was like, you know, just tearing up, and it was. <laughs> <laughs> See, I think I've seen it once. I'd like to see it again. Uh, I know Megan wants to see it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, no, fair enough. It, hey. I know. I'm I've, just interested yeah. now to see what ones are in your top five, to be fair. Okay. But let's go, let's go. Okay, so number nine. Number nine, I said everybody's talking about Jamie. Are they? Not at the moment, because <laughs> Jamie's not performing. Jamie's not talking much now, is he? <laughs> Jamie's, <No. laughs> Jamie's been shut up for a little bit. Again, I'm not se- I've not seen this one, so I can't really... I love it. Go into it, but... I saw it, like, a year and a half ago with a couple of uni friends, and I didn't know what to expect. Mm. Loved it. Like, everybody's talking about Jimmy. And I'm trying to do a Northern accent. I can't do a Northern It sounded like you said everybody's talking about Jimmy. <laughs> That's the Northern Everybody's accent. talking about Jimmy. <laughs> oh, aye. Jimmy. 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 <laughs> not, not Jimmy. 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 <laughs> Is Sorry, that that's probably not even the accent. I'm just. I don't know. Just I can't do. I can't do accents. But yeah, <laughs> I love the songs, and I saw it when Michelle Visage was in it. All right. And she was. I mean, her northern accent was horrendous because she sort of went American Northern, but I loved her. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. All yeah. right. Good. Solid. All right. Okay. Number eight. Tina. Yeah. Sorry for those. That, keep yeah, I just realised no one's gonna know what I did. I I just did the, the Tina Turner. Yeah. I don't know what it's called. Just push out, flick up. Push out, flick up. That yeah. sounds like a bit dirty. It does actually. Push out, flick up. Said Dumbledore to Harry. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! My my Dumbledore, what a big wand you've got! Oh, I need like ten shots now. <laughs> oh my! Ten shots of Dumbledore. <laughs> yeah, I'm oh sorry. dear! Oh yeah, dear! I apologise. Uh, yeah. So anyway. <laughs> yeah, love Tina. Okay. Not enough, though. Not enough. I think I want to see it again, just yeah. to see, because I didn't know anything about it. And my parents told me, because they saw it before, Yeah. I couldn't go, because I was, like, really ill. And then my mum took me last year for my birthday, and I loved it. Is it just like a jukebox show, a bit like the, you know, the Michael Jackson one, the thriller? I haven't seen it. No, nor have I. But I've heard... What, so what, is it just, just all, like, based well, that's on what I'm thinking. Is songs? Or, like, Motown, you know, like, when it goes... It's got loads of different Motown songs all through the years. Is it that sort of thing? Yeah, does it have it's just a story like her life. Or? It's her life. Oh, right, okay. So it is good and it's it's really amazing, but I think I'd like to see it now, now that I know the story. Right, okay. Because I think before I was like, what is this? Like, yeah. But actually the music and whoever the lead was at the time was unreal and the little kid that played her as as a child, phenomenal, like amazing. Right. So it was really good, but I, I do want to see it again. Fair enough, yeah. Um, yeah. So what, number seven? Yes, probably. Now this again questionable Hamilton. Whoa! I, yeah, I knew I'd get a look. From and there's a massive Hamilton buzz at the moment because it's you know available yeah. to everyone. I know. I love it. Again, I love it so much. But there's others I prefer. I'm getting... sorry for those that don't know. Megan's in the corner of the room, shaking I'm... her head in disgust. I'm literally getting hate right now. I can feel it. Yes. Go on, say it with your chest. Friendship is over. <laughs> there you go. Oh. Thank you. Okay. Right. Okay. You ready? Is this the big one then? Is this the last one? Ready? Christmas cards. Oh, okay. Okay. Now, right. 
Now, let, again, let me just clarify this. If you haven't seen, you know, family members or friends for a year or so, it's lovely to send them a little card at Christmas. Corinne, Corinne writes a little paragraph or two or three about what's happened in the family and we send it off, yeah? Yeah. And that I kind of get. But, you know, dear Dan, happy Christmas, Steve. Dear Steve, happy Christmas, Dan. There you go, that's that done. <laughs> it, put, it might cost us a 50p stamp as well. So people you see regularly, I mean work colleagues, things like that, you know, people you see on a daily basis, why on earth send them a Christmas card? It costs a load of money to buy them. It costs a load of money to send them. And let's face it, you're stuck there with it in your hand and you don't know what to do with it. And you kind of think, what's the point of that? See, okay, so, right. Yeah, I'm going to disagree <laughs> only because you're talking you to would. Captain Christmas himself. I know, but, I know. But it's a bit of a two and throat. So... I love the idea of cards. I mean, Leslie Pad makes her cards every le- like every year, yeah. so yeah, yeah. that's always really cool when you get one of those. Yeah. But I, I do yeah. love giving them out. I don't know what it is. I love I love giving. Like you know, I think yeah. that's that mentality. No, I was just on birthdays. It's lovely because you're saying, "Here you go, Dan. Here's a card. I've remembered your special day. You are a friend of mine. Here's my wish to you on your special day. I care about you." You know, and I'd like you to have a good day because it's your special day. So I get that completely. Birthday cards, yeah. I mean, you know, start touching on things like Easter cards and, you know, stuff like that. I'm thinking, well, you know, this is down that line again. But, I mean, there was a time that I almost put Christmas in itself. Wow. And I know, Dan, I know what you're thinking. I know we've been friends a long while and I know you probably hate me now. But I, you know, my, I was going to say, you know what, you work so hard all year and you finally get a few days off and then suddenly it's right, we've got to go and, you know, visit great auntie you ever we haven't seen and then we've got to do this because we do this every Christmas and it's it's tradition and, and I'm thinking, oh no, but you know what, It's we're so busy and so manic, it's lovely to kind of think, you know what, let's go and see the family uh, and just chill out for a little bit. So I, I love that pet, I love that part right, of yeah. it. But well, there's a lot of pressure at Christmas and, and I just... yeah. When you work hard and all year, and you, you know our lives are so busy, Christmas. I mean, you know, works Christmas parties. You know, t- to be honest, it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm not Mr. Christmas, as you can tell. But Christmas cards—that's my room one hundred and one offering Christmas cards, and for the reason I stated, I'll, I'll, I'll spare you Christmas in its entirety. But Christmas cards, see, pointless, waste of time. Don't see the point. I I see more point in a Christmas card than I do a birthday card. Now, <gasps> what? Now that's because. My logic is you have the birthday card for what? Maybe a day, a couple of days, and then you throw them out. Mm. And really, let's be honest, everyone's only looking for money. No matter what age you are, <laughs> you always, you'll shake that card. But with Christmas, and this mm. is why I think you need to, this is my other gripe with it, people need to give them out earlier. So they need to give it out like the start of December because then they stay up the entire time and they become part of your decoration. And that's my only thing. I love mm. Christmas cards in that sense. As I say, you know, from family you haven't seen for a year or so, it's lovely because, you, you know, you're saying we still remember, we're still family, you know, we haven't <laughs> seen each other in a while, but, you know, it's not a big problem because we're still, you know, friends, family, whatever. But I think probably, you know, your day-to-day people you see, your, your work colleagues, things like that, you know, as I say, to me, it's, here you go, Dan, happy Christmas, Steve, here you go, Steve, happy Christmas, Dan, right, that's that done. And, you know, thinking about, I mean, posting them as well, you know, Corinne will sometimes say, oh, yeah, I've got post the Christmas cards off. And I look at how many are there and I think, I mean, I have no idea how much a first class stamp is. I haven't got a clue. But, I, you know, you you look at that and you just think, you're me. 
that is a you know and 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 you know what there's a little spin-off of this as well and i did mention it to corinne and she said you can't say christmas cards so that was a red rag to a ball so i said christmas cards but <laughs> new year's eve text messages oh, when you know it's just been sent, sent to all yeah did, you know the, the standard box down new year's eve text messages that you just look at and you think okay that you know have been sent on mass so oh, yeah, yeah sort of or drunk very drunk I yeah get possibly mine. that um, but again, it's that that whole period stresses me out because everyone's on their phone at the same Ooh. time. So therefore, yeah. none of the messages go through straight away anyway. Yeah. So everyone thinks yeah. you you're lost or you you're, you're yeah. gone. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Um, no, I, I yeah, I'm gonna have to disagree, and I'm gonna have to keep. <laughs> I knew you were Christmas cards because <laughs> Christmas cards. I, I I can't see my Christmas without them. It's such a process. It's part of my Christmas mm. sort mm. of period. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm mm-hmm. sorry, I have to disagree with you on that one. Fair enough. <laughs> not a problem <laughs> and that's 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 my 10 i saved christmas cards till last because i knew we'd be absolute outrage and i wasn't sure whether we would still be talking after it so i thought i'd better leave it till last well i mean you're on a you're on a very thin ice at this point in time <laughs> but <laughs> no i think that's great <laughs> just you can't you can't go wrong with a bit of classic disney um but do you know what i, I re-watched it a couple of weeks ago actually and i hadn't seen it for a while and I was really underwhelmed when um, the beast turned back into the prince. And I thought, I don't remember you being this unattractive. Very vanilla. <laughs> so vanilla. Yeah. <laughs> I was just Is like... it like, oh, what's the other? There's another prince that's really just like, yeah. Average. Okay. Oh. <laughs> was it Snow White's one? Oh, yeah. No. Snow White. Or no, Snow it... White's one. Snow White's one is a bit of a looker. But when oh, you no, compare him it? to like Tangled and oh, like Aladdin, Aladdin. Is I just could be. Oh, you know what? I think it's Sleeping Beauty. I think it's the Prince in that. Yeah. I'm thinking of. I can't remember one of them. Basically, I thought. Oh. Very subpar. Right. <laughs> like. I can actually try and compare myself to this person. <laughs> However, they are they are very still high up, but you know yeah. it's more achievable than than say. Flynn Rider, which I think Megan oh. absolutely loves. So yeah, he is a bit of me. It's it's <laughs> a bit it's a bit wrong though, isn't it, to be attracted to cartoon characters? See, I'm glad you mentioned this, and I will go off topic ever so slightly. So Megan thinks I'm a bit unstable, shall we say? <laughs> because obviously, I, I what I've said on the podcast before, there are some cartoon characters that I think you do right. Yeah, and. For me, at the time, not so much now because it's a bit weird. Well, but yeah, at the time. Oh no, I'm so scared. At, no, at time, no, Kim Possible, right? There was yeah. nothing. I don't know what it was. I think it was either because she was like a spy, she was fighting. Mm, I bit don't of a know. Badass. A hundred percent. Yeah. But like at that time, yeah, that. I mean, everyone says, um, "Oh, what's her name? Jessica Rabbit," don't they? Mm. From um, oh, I can't I mean... Oh, lost it. But yeah, overly sexualized. But then I think <laughs> I've seen it a lot that in you know other people saying that they not this. <laughs> this sounds really weird now. <laughs> but like not their sexual awakening, but like where is this going? <laughs> I don't know. I already don't know. But it's like it's that sort of feeling of I don't know. Does it awake something inside? I don't know. I can't understand it. <laughs> I mean, there are people that oh, watch dear. hentai. Let's get into that, shall we? No, oh, gosh, no, thank yeah, you. Hentai. But you know what I mean. I, <laughs> mm. I basically the moral of the story is: I don't judge you. Carry on. 
cool. I feel not judged, and that makes me feel a lot better. <laughs> but yeah, I was yeah, just thinking. Yeah, because now like, I sound a lot worse. Beauty and the Beast, the prince is just like, eh. One of yours. Have you ever had any quote unquote experiences? So I like to think that the house I grew up in was haunted, right? Hmm. Um, basically, I'm. And so my dad. He's not the best person in the world and does like to play jokes and shit on you. Um, but there was one particular time where me and my brother at the time had been punished for something that we did not do. Uh, mm. And like, my dad's done some not great stuff, but he, I doubt he would have punished us, like gone that far as to like punish us over something. So basically after my mum had moved out, he had a date coming up months later and he'd just bought brand new placemats for uh, the dining room table. I, I don't know why this was a thing. He'd unwrapped them and he'd placed them all out. And he was like, this is going to get them. This is going to get her whap. This is these these uh, oh, placemats. <laughs> Classic dad. Um, oh, nice. Uh, <laughs> and then they had, they'd gone missing, basically. We'd gone out for a drive. Uh, and we came back, probably to get towels for the wappening later on. Um, oh, God, the wappening. <laughs> then we came back, right? Uh, oh. And the, the placemats were gone. And yeah. Dad was not happy about this, because he knew they were good placemats. <laughs> it sounds so weird, <laughs> Oak. <laughs> it sounds so weird. But it, like, it's, it's, he was attached. This all, yeah, this all happened. He got really annoyed that we had hidden them, me and my brother. And we had not touched them. I, like, why the fuck would I... Why would either of us have touched these placemats? Like, we didn't care. We weren't even in the house. Like, what do we care? Um, basically, Dad goes to bed that night. And on my mother's side of the bed, upstairs in the bedroom, were the placemats. Um, oh. And... So like, your mum did it? <laughs> mum, mum did not have a key. She did not... Wow. She couldn't get in the house. Uh, and there's been like my stepmom talks about stuff that happens like every Christmas she apparently hears a bell, um, and there's like like my brother used to stand up and and talk to like my mom would walk up the stairs because she could hear my brother talking and he'd be standing up in his crib talking. This is before I came along. He'd be standing up talking to someone in the room. Um, yeah. And then when my uh, when I came along, uh, they decided that I I had the big room for whatever reason. And they decided that I couldn't keep that room clean. So I got moved into the small room, which was my brother's room. Um, and, like, you'd hear, like, creaking on steps. But, like, in hindsight, I know this is, like, the wood, com like, expanding in yeah. that in the heat. Um, but, like, so this room Richard used to, like, quote-unquote talk to someone. And my sister, my dad was telling me my sister has seen... A guy. She looked through the cat flap to see if the cat was out there and saw a guy in the garden, oh god, which made her jump. And then when she stood up, like from cat flap to wood of door to window of door, the person was gone. And Jeez. my dad was telling me not to tell her stuff about when we were kids because he didn't want to freak her out because her room was now my room, which is the room that Richard used to use, which turns out to be the room that was the uh, the previous owners. Uh, he used to develop his photographs in that room. It's a, it's a really small room, basically. I was basically yeah. Harry Potter. Yeah. Um, but I remember going to school one day as a child, obviously, because uh, I'm on a register <laughs> now. Be weird I can't if you do were it. an adult. Yeah. 
<laughs> but like, I went in and, and there was another kid there. His name was Duncan Carter. And uh, I said to him, I was like, oh, my dad told me something crazy the other day. He told me that um, after the guy, well, I let, no, I didn't say this, but before we moved in, your mum used to live there. And he said to me, and I don't know why this is stuck with me, they always do. He asked me how the old man that used to live in the house was doing. Because the, his mum used to hear him all the time. Oh, and oh, no. and to me, like like obviously, there'll be um, there'll be like ex- explanations for all of it, obviously. But like, it's been so far that I can't look back into it. But for me, that stuff is like. But I never said anything to him about the man. Like, I've never told anyone that um, there's weird stuff that happens in the house, and my my nan would hear sighing in the living room, and my mum always used to say there was someone in there. Uh, and one day my dad came home drunk and saw a ghost outside and ran inside, like, terrified. And it, it turned out to be mum's nightie on the washing line blowing in the wind, like, going around in circles. <laughs> but, like, there's always been this, like, feeling that there's something in that house. Right, um, yeah. Which, which is probably why I got into... I mean, like, my earliest memory of seeing Ghostbusters 2 at the cinema, and then my dad was like, watch all these horror films, you're a child. Uh, and, and I Thanks, super, Dad. Yeah, I super got into all that stuff, but like the the fact that it continues. Like Dad said, he was sat in um, the living room, and uh, my sister had gone to bed, and he saw her walk into the kitchen, and he was like, "What's she doing going into the kitchen? It's like one a.m." So he went into the kitchen, and there was nobody in there, and it's Ooh. like. But I also know. And you may know this, that the corner of your eye, your brain is interpreting what is you can actually see on the very corner of your eye. Um, yeah. So it, nothing could have happened and something, something, whatever could have happened, a cat could have gone past and, it, and his eye could have interpreted it as a person. Like, I've done it. Where it, like, you're like, oh, oh my yeah. God, there's someone in the room and you turn around and there's no one there. I mean, it doesn't help that I have a mannequin in my fucking room. What? Hey, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Sorry, Why? <laughs> I bought it as a joke years ago, and like now he just takes up space, and I've had to cover his eyes because like you wake up and he's staring at you. Wait, is it got eyes? It's not just a blank mannequin. It's no, like it's a one full with a face. mannequin from the nineteen twenties. Christ, why is that in your room? Uh, this is going to make me sound even worse than believing in ghosts. He used to house my Ghostbusters costume, <laughs> but I've taken it off because we were going to make a film with him in lockdown, but we've been Sorry. busy doing stuff. <laughs> <laughs> the main thing is that over the years I think Marvel and that's one thing I think Marvel have got above DC at this point is the fact that they can find the balance between a light-hearted sort of storyline but with dark elements and the you yeah. know intercede I mean Endgame is a great example of that um spoilers for Endgame if anyone's not seen it but I feel like even people that if don't you haven't watch what it have are you it. doing yeah yeah um <laughs> Go and watch like it. Stop when... this right now and go and watch it. <laughs> yeah, pause and then come back. We'll wait. <laughs> um, but like uh, Black Widow or Natasha, when she dies, it's such a powerful moment. Yeah, you know what I mean. And I, it's just crazy. I feel like they've got that balance between you know I'm laughing one minute, and then I'm like borderline tears in the next. It's yeah, it's crazy how far they've come. It's like I think the whole of I've Thor as well, isn't it? It's like from seeing Rad- Ragnarok and he's this happy in like insanely funny and in my opinion probably my favourite Marvel movie actually, maybe. Yeah. 
um, borderline with some others. But to then, in uh, Endgame, he's depressed and he's got all these problems, and it's just like, oh my god, like you really feel feel for Thor. Um, and and I think right, this is this is my theory. I wasn't going to break it out this early, but all right, we're, we're doing it. Here's my theory on why DC movies, and I'm sorry if you like them, like what you like, that's great. But in my opinion, why DC Marvels, uh, sorry, DC movies aren't that good but marvel movies are and this is sort of a backhanded compliment i guess to to dc as well (laughs) nobody cared about majority okay when i say nobody i understand someone be like oh i did okay most people didn't care about iron man when the first iron man came out right nobody really cared about captain america when he first came out um and thor and the rest of them okay majority of them Spider-Man is obviously the exception to that. Nobody really cared. So nobody really, in the masses, nobody really had this big idea of who Iron Man would be, right? Whereas you get your Superman, you get your Batman, and I guess Wonder Woman. People have a strong image of those people. You know, if any, if you asked anybody, yeah. name a superhero, they're probably going to say Superman or Batman, right? But if I asked my yeah. nan name a superhero should probably say one of those two and i think people have such strong passionate like you said earlier you get the people that just love that thing people have such a strong image of those two heroes that when they're then put on screen and they're not exactly to the cape what they expected yeah it's then this is awful and i think you get executives and you get directors and you get whatever trying to capture that image of what people think and it's just fails i think and nobody like i said if nobody cared that iron man was portrayed the way he was by robert downey jr okay granted he was incredible but yeah nobody really cared at the time um you know unless you were a comic book nerd you probably weren't screaming oh my god iron man's coming out you know the likelihood is you were like the hell is iron man you know um and and i think that's why i think people put so much hype on Batman movies and Superman movies and you know Wonder Woman movies or movie and and they just then fall short because you you're imagining this amazing piece of cinema and it's they're not quite what you expected I think and that's that's yeah for me anyway with Batman v Superman being a, a big one that you mentioned before is I remember being so incredibly excited for that movie I was like oh my god this is going to be the best superhero movie ever it's batman v superman it's going to be so huge the comic book is massive and the dark knight returns and all this other stuff and then it was like oh is that it yeah it was kind of like oh so i don't think it's a bad film i think everybody collectively just expected more from it um same with the justice league but that's a different matter um (laughs) yeah and that's my theory i think people just didn't really care about marvel characters as much as they do dc yeah uh do you know what's really hard throughout the entire time there i was really resisting the urge to sort of not quote bane every time you said nobody <laughs> cared i was like oh nobody, nobody cared on the mask <laughs> well exactly but that, i could have whipped that out and i was like oh god i, ca- I can't say it because he's on a roll this is bad you would have stopped bane. me dead but it would have been worth it to be honest <laughs> it literally all i could i mean i've got my cup here i was ready to go <laughs> um, no it would have definitely been worth it i think 
Transition. Music. Wow. So there you have it. Um, quite a few snippets from all the episodes. Again, I apologise if your snippet wasn't in there, if your episode wasn't in there. That's not personal. It's purely because I didn't have enough space on this one uh, because it's it's just huge. It's a huge task. So I will be making another one. Um, just a couple of things before I before I let your ears rest from the sound of my voice. Um, I have been very busy, which is partly why the episodes have been so sporadic recently and I can only apologise, but I have been very busy with a lot of projects I've got in mind. Uh, one of them is actually well underway and is currently three episodes in, I believe. And that is uh, another podcast that I'm on with uh, two friends of the podcast, Lee and Dan, or aka Hippo. And we have put together a podcast with the three of us in it because we liked the way the episode went before when it had the three of us. So we thought, hey, why not turn it into a bigger thing? So we do actually have a podcast with all three of us working together. And that is called And The Winner Is. It's a very fun podcast. It's a podcast where effectively we take five challenges or we pick five fighters from um, any source of media, um, but with a theme. And we put them together in a fight and we basically decide a winner amongst ourselves. There's a lot of calamity and arguments because it's, you know, a lot of passion involved. Uh, mainly from sore losing. Um, probably me more than anything. But yeah, um, one episode was uh, Robot Sidekicks. That was a fun one. Uh, we've had Disney princesses. So we pick five Disney princesses each and we fight to see who would win a, a battle between them. And yeah, so please go check that out. It's on Instagram as well. I think it's underneath uh, and the winner is podcast. So please check that out. I will put it into my link below so you can check it out yourselves. But to be honest with you, just check my socials because that is where I'm going to be posting all about it. But yeah, please go and listen, show your support, throw in some suggestions of who you'd like to see in the fight. It's great fun. So the only thing I've got to say now is thank you once again for all your support. And yeah, please get in contact with me and let me know what you think of the show. If you want to hear certain things in the show, then by all means, send them my way. I'd love to hear your opinions and things that you like about the show or things you want to see from the show. I'm always changing it, as any of you that follow it know. I'm all over the place with it, so I'll, I'll play around with the format. Because I don't like sticking to one format because it's a bit boring. And obviously, it'll be too easy. <laughs> but yeah, no... Thank you once again for everyone that listens to the podcast. It's It means a lot to me. It's a little uh, child of my own at this point. It was, you know, born within lockdown and I've kept it going throughout. And I've enjoyed it every step of the way. So thank you once again for all of your listening and anyone that follows the podcast, interacts with the podcast. It means so much to me. And to all my guests as well, all the guests I've had on. And, you know, I, I do apologise you were not all featured within the episode as like a conversation but I think I covered everyone's would you rather reactions which I thought were very funny but yes I will be having more along the way I might do another one of these because it's quite nice to look back and enjoy some of the topics uh, there's something there that I not forgot about but things in there that I thought oh yeah I remember that and there are things in there that really made me chuckle uh, to listen back to so I I'm glad I got to re-listen to them and relive them again <laughs> but yeah Thank you and have a lovely week and I'll be back with a normal episode very soon. Bye.